Welcome back, everybody, to another edition. <clears throat> Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Started Up Podcast, a member of the Education Podcast Network. Today, we have on Adrian Solgard. Adrian is the founder and CEO of Solgard Gear for Global Citizens. He also was just named, or actually, the Carry On Closet was just named Product of the Year for Time Magazine. Adrian is one of those guys that we had met, and as soon as we started talking, I regretted that I didn't have podcast equipment on me right then and there. Um, the cool thing is, is he actually had met several of my students first. Uh, we met at him at one of our events in New York City, and he embodies that mindset of he had some skills, and then he observed, and he found his opportunities everywhere. Um, he's one of those guys that also embraced uh, traveling, I, like I, first of all, you're gonna love the story on how he found these opportunities in some of his travels. Um, but the guy's always constantly looking around. Uh, when one of his friends' backpacks was stolen, he thought, "Ooh, I think I've got an idea." Um, when he saw some of the ocean plastic crises, he's thought, "Hmm, I think I've got an idea." You'll hear all this in the podcast. The other cool thing is, um, as soon as we got done recording, he says, "Oh, I forgot to tell you. Tell your listeners um, that you know, select a listener." And, um, you know, tell me how you want to decide that. But he says, uh, I'll, I'll give away uh, one of our life packs, which is, again, it's a solar-powered backpack. It's a backpack. It holds all your devices, and you can charge up your phone while you walk. Uh, so, therefore, if you go leave an iTunes review, please make sure that you leave your name on it. And then send me an email saying that you did such. So if you go to iTunes, just leave a star rating and an honest review. And then just email me. Um, you can uh, email me, don at startedupinnovation.com. Uh, this backpack is pretty darn nice, so it's it's got some value to it. Uh, it's $169 retail. Um, and then also check out what they have also on, on their own website at soulguard.co. All right, I'm not going to take any more time because this is a masterful story and I know you're going to enjoy. So without further ado, Adrian Soulguard. All right, I am now pleased to have Adrian Solgard of the famed Solgard backpack and award-winning luggage. We're going to get to that in a second, uh, but Adrian, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Okay, so uh, we'll get, seriously, like that was just a tease. We're going to talk about the fact that Time Magazine just named you as one of the best products this year. Um, I want to go back. We we had met this summer. Uh, actually, this is so fun to say. We had met at Atlantic Records um, <laughs> at, a, at, a, at a great event with my students. And you're one of those guys that immediately when we started talking, I was like, you were that kid. You, you, were, you were that kid. And, and, and you, as a matter of fact, I think you had been talking to some of my students. And, that, and that's when we started talking. We we're like, oh, my gosh. And we started hitting it off. You gave me a brief story about some of your background that I want people to know first before the other cool success stuff. So let's start from what, junior year high school we should start? All right, sure, junior year high school. Um, I took all my raspberry picking money and bought a video camera and started making BMX and skateboard videos for all my friends, getting sponsorship tapes together. Uh, that was how I was able to fund you know, cool bike parts, getting sponsored by that, getting sponsored on going to trips to different contests. Uh, then, grade 11, so junior year, I started a t-shirt company, started selling t-shirts to half the kids in my school and just kept them in the trunk of my car, selling to people at skate parks everywhere. Um, kept, kept going with the video, the photo stuff, was designing the yearbook, 
doing video class, I ended up ended up teaching the teacher how to use the new video programs, and uh, then got a scholarship to like a three month long documentary program right at the film right at the high school. Uh, did that, and then started got a job right after that at a TV. Well, no, traveled for a year. Went lived in Costa Rica for three months, learned Spanish. Went lived in Norway for three months, learned Norwegian. Uh, traveled through Europe, backpacking, all that stuff. Almost had my bag stolen, foreshadow. Then uh, came back and ended up getting a job as a receptionist at a TV production studio, uh, just answering phones. <clears throat> Three weeks onto that job, the editor was sick one day, and I said, "Hey guys, I'm actually okay at editing videos. Can I just jump in and do his job for the day?" They're like, well, "Why not? You're not very good at answering phones." So I uh, did his job for the day. Then end of the day, they're like, "Well." They had a look at my work and I said, well, hey, you're, you've done as good or better of a job than him. Uh, it's yours. The job's yours. So uh, all of a sudden I was editor of a national air TV show, uh, stayed with them for four years and then uh, went to Europe, did some traveling, came back. This was 2009. There was no jobs in the creative space. So I ended up starting my first company. So I bought a video camera from Best Buy on a Best Buy credit card. They gave me 90 days of credit. And I was like, I hope this works. Started making videos, promotional videos. Uh, some of those worked, ended up doing a music video or two for a couple of up and coming artists. That ended up being really good, sort of foot in the door for some of that stuff. And then the business ended up being focused on TV commercials and music videos. I'm super AB, so short form, the shorter form, the better. 30 second TV spots was great. Um, and then I built that company for like three, four years. There was eight, nine people in the company. I had an idea for a bike lock after my bike got stolen. And this whole Kickstarter thing was brand new. So I took the team that I had from that company and we built a whole campaign around this bike lock, built a brand for it. We, we were doing branding, creative video ads, all that stuff. Put this on Kickstarter, that got funded. Um, had an investor jump on board right off the bat. Uh, started running that company. Um, so got funded on Kickstarter from 1200 backers, uh, it was 50 grand at the time, which is early 2013. That was a big deal. Uh, ran the bike lock company for three years, got distribution in 24 countries, won three different awards, two in one in Taiwan, one in Germany and one in the States. Um, ended up, uh, selling the patents to a company in Belgium, uh, which actually didn't, it worked out for the investor, not for me. Uh, I, was on a date in Barcelona with a girl. Her backpack got stolen from between our chairs. And I was like, well, I've been doing bike locks. I've thought about making a bag with a lock for a long, long time. Um, why don't I just make this happen? And so I started putting in all the work to everything else. Okay, what do I want to do with a backpack? What would be my dream bag? So I realized I was always traveling with Bluetooth speakers. I was always traveling with power bank. I was always traveling with you know, my sunglasses and glasses and laptop. And, da, 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 da. and there was always a couple of personal items. And one of the problems that I had was, I was at a meeting at, at BMW's headquarters. They make bikes as well. I was at a meeting at BMW's headquarters and I took my shoulder bag that I was wearing at the time, pulled out my laptop. And as I pulled my laptop onto the table, a sock came out with the bag and landed on the table. I'm like, Ugh. at BMW head office, I'm like, okay, this can't happen. So we need to separate things. Yeah. So I ended up taking uh, a bag that had a solar panel, added a solar panel to it, solar panel, power bank, and Bluetooth speakers all in one little unit we can remove. The bag had a lock dropper of laptop storage, separate sections. Uh, in six weeks, I built the prototype, the, the Kickstarter campaign uh, on zero budget. I had $600 left in the bank. Um, launched it on February 29th at 6 a.m. 
at noon, I went to buy a coffee. My credit card, like my debit card was declined. I had no money left. And uh, the campaign had raised 20 grand in that six hours. And that campaign went on to raise 600 grand and was able to really be the launch pad for now building a business of a collection of travel goods, backpacks, suitcases, all that. Sorry, that got very long winded, but I didn't know how to go. <laughs> so you can edit it. And cut no, it. no, no. So every let me let me just go over some of the highlights that I loved, um, and I'll go in chronological order. Number one, you lived the dream um, of I'm gonna like I know it's cliche, but you ended high school and you're like I'm gonna go find myself, right? So yeah. the fir- one of the first things, you, and this is, speaks true to my heart, there's one thing that I, I cherished about my, my mom and dad is um, we didn't have much, but damn it, we traveled. Yeah. Um, my dad was a teacher, my mom was a stay-at-home mom, and we traveled. Yeah. Now, I lived on garage so close. We, if we went out to eat, it was with a coupon kind of thing. But, you know, we took a, you know, and mind you, I've, most states I've been, I've been 48, well, actually now 49, but as a kid, about 46 of the 50 states by pop-up camper. Um, but I got to learn so much. I got to learn how people are different. I got to learn it anyway. So I love that. So you, you, you immediately didn't take the, 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 the well-traveled road. You went and traveled first, but then I'm not even going to dare say you got lucky because luck prepares, you know, the luck favors the prepared you had some background skills and you were bold. Hey, the video editor's gone. That's cool because here's what I can do. Um, you know, our mantra, opportunities are everywhere. It's just that you need to know when to seize on those opportunities. And, and that's the one thing that I pride myself. You need to have a skill set. You need to have a toolbox. And that's where traveling right after school, if you, if you know extra languages, when you learn one language, learning this, I speak five languages. When you speak a second language, learning a third language is easy and a fourth even comes easier. And when you, when you have different ways to communicate with people, you, when you understand that certain people won't understand you, this perspective, that's where, you know, if you're telling a story filmically or anyway, you need to speak the language of the listener, not your language. You speak the language that that person will grasp and understand. So yeah, yeah there's, that, all these things, there's all these things that you learn when you're traveling because you meet people and you make friends for a day and a half. And some of these people I'm still friends with to this day. Yeah. No, I, I love that. Then, then, like you said, your skill set started being put to use, but then you just continually kept finding opportunities because you would notice things. You just, you were situationally aware, you know, bikes were getting stolen. I could design. And then, so yeah, this, this kid who barely made it through high school and I'm sure grades were just fine, but you know, metaphorically, okay, I was being nice, I was being nice, Adrian. And so this guy that just barely made it to high school goes and travels, finds, and now is a, is an inventor. I mean, like. This is the stuff of, of a, 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 like a, almost a cliche. Well, I wouldn't say after school special because after school special, the kid is a good student. But you get my point. Like this, this is, it's just, it's mythical in some ways. And yet it's, it's the DNA of a lot of people that I have on the show. It's this that they, 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 they pull the anchors up and they're like, okay, I'm going to do this. Even like maybe even my favorite part of the story is you're like, this debit card was due up to a certain day. And then literally like when you were kind of done, it was serendipitous that was closed out. And that's all said when the money came in. Some no, people call that luck. No, it's not luck. Cause I, I, I seriously, I looked at when this whole thing I was going through with the, the bike lock thing. And I realized that I wasn't going to see a penny from it. I looked at my bank account and I had 
And that was like, okay, I have, if I launched the Kickstarter campaign for this thing at the end of February, I can make this money last me for six weeks. I can spend $200, $300 on the prototype. I'm going to need to buy a change of fresh, like new clothes so I can wear that for the video and, you know, just some food and whatever, whatever. So I, I just cut out everything. I lived on a friend's couch and I just worked 24 seven to like get that thing going. Cause I knew that, I knew that if I could get that Kickstarter campaign off to a strong first start, I, I knew that for then the next like month and a half of that Kickstarter campaign ran, like if a friend was like, yeah, you can stay on my couch. Yeah, fine. I'll, I can feed you for now and you can pay me back after the campaign's done. It was like, I have this six week window to survive. Otherwise, I'm, I'm screwed. So, that is, uh, everybody else would, uh, not everybody, most people and, would have said I didn't have, fear. I was, I was in Europe as well. I was in Spain. I couldn't afford a plane ticket like home to Long <laughs> I'm 29 years old at this point. I'm like, oh, this thing again. Uh, but, yeah, I managed to, to make it work. And I think that for people that have ever been through a financial chaos to, to that extent and gotten out of it once or twice, understand that you can do it again. There's no like... So, what, what I, Malcolm Gladwell wrote about that, uh, the near miss, and that how, you know, there are people in countries that they had... Basically, there had been bombing going around their house all the time, and they just went on about their day because they're like, eh, it's not going to happen to me. Uh, so many people, and yours truly included at times in my life, I've, I've grown into this kind of mindset and listening to people like you. Um, but like your mindset of it'll work out and just knowing that it will, it usually does, not always. And so I'm not going to sell her by bill, bill of goods. But when I talk to, especially my students, when, when I'm counseling them, if they immediately start off with a bunch of reasons why it won't work, I'm like, well, then it won't. This, yeah. It won't. If, if your mindset is already, well, this isn't going to work. And then conversely, I've had some people that I'm like, what's your plan? It's vaguely this. You know, you want to fill out a smart goal? Nope. Why not? It's just going to work. And sometimes that's naivete, right? And, but sometimes it's just like, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to work. And so I just... The, the the whole culmination of that story, and yeah, it was, it was quite a story from literally your junior <laughs> year, from you replacing that poor man who was out for the flu with one day, which by the way, you had a side story about him. You want to get into that? Uh, no, yeah, we're still in touch. Um, <laughs> I, That's my favorite part. Yeah, we. I, I bumped into a friend of his like recently. He's, he's now um, head of uh, there's a, an e-gaming thing in Germany. He lives in Germany. This job was in Canada. He's now living in Germany. Uh, he's head of um, production, like a multicam set for one of the huge e-gaming championships. Yeah. It's not really in the world, but he's still working in that space. And he's, yeah. he's a great guy. So. That's, no, so like in everything about that story, it just, th you were aware and opportunities found you because you knew what your skill set was and you knew how to marry the two. And I think that is, the number one thing I want my students to know, anybody listening to this to know is that, um, you know, just relying on a, a frame diploma on the wall is nice, but that world is so rapidly changing. What skills are you going to bring to a certain situation? And so that arming yourself with skills now is everything. And then just like, you know, that, if you've people, been CPR, what's that? People skills, people skills are so important. That's where travel comes in. Cause again, if you grew up in your hometown, your home county, people will talk a certain way and act a certain way there. If you go to another state and go to another country, 
you'll know another language, you'll understand that people speak differently. So if you can be skilled and versed in multiple languages and or just cultures, understanding how to communicate, that's that's 90% of the battle right there. Yeah. Well, I mean, metaphorically, we always take this look at like, I'm thinking of three different things, but people like if they take a CPR class, they're like, okay, if there's anybody that ever has a heart attack or like, or stops or drowns, I'm there. I've been trained for this. Or um, if, if like <laughs> they've been taken into self-defense class, they're like, okay, somebody tries to mug me in this parking lot. I'm going to kick them. And you know, they've been prepared for that or yeah. more, or, or more, you know, an extreme version of like, if you carry handgun, I don't, but you know, okay, I'm prepared if something bad happens. People are always like, they know that if they arm themselves with knowledge or a skill set, that it'll be used. Yeah. But those are usually the situations. But you're right. Learning how to place yourself into social situations, learning how to know how to marry your skill set to an opportunity that's going to arise. I, I mean, right now, like take a look or, well, heck, at the event that we were both at, the one of the things that stood out to me is one of the guys was talking. He says, honestly, one of the, and I hated it in some ways, he says one of the hottest areas that you can be in right now is basically spirituality and mental health because people are stressed out and pissed off. And while I understood that and the, the sentiment was a little off, I thought, but, but he's like, you're right. People are so anxious and nervous and everything else that people are searching for that reason. But I at least dug the fact that the guy was aware of some of the problems and he thought I have a solution. Um, so I, I, I just hearing you do all that stuff was among my, honestly, like, to me, your company is icing on the cake, but the real reason why I wanted to do, because our last time we talked, I'm like, oh, crap, I should have, actually, there was no press record, is this on my phone, but I'm like, I really should have recorded that, because that was good, but I'm happy that we didn't record it then, because in, in the weeks that followed, you've had some pretty big announcements, let's, let's go over that. Yeah, yeah, sure, uh, so this past, well, so, yeah, I mean, the big one is this past week, uh, Time Magazine announced uh, our suitcase as invention of the year. So this nomadic lifestyle of traveling and always being on the go, um, I realized that one of the biggest problems was you, again, every business is problem solution. The biggest problem is you get into a hotel room, you get into a friend's place, you open your suitcase up, your stuff just goes everywhere, and then you have to repack it and then close and go. But I made a suitcase that you could open up, and there's a shelving system, so all your items are stacked neatly inside of the suitcase. You don't have to worry about it. Making a mess. Where you go? Uh, yeah, I just, I'm yeah. just I'm going to give this away now because like right now people are like I really want to see that. Uh, you can go to soulguard.co, c o l g a a r d dot c o s s o l g a a r d. Oh, did I say uh, yeah? S o l g a a r d dot co, um, and you can take well, you can see everything on there, but. Because, yeah, like we're, we're trying to give a visual description on a podcast, which is quite difficult. Um, so, yeah, like how, how did you win Time Product of the Year? Did they contact you? Did you apply? What went on? A, a friend that uh, a friend's wife works at Time and said, hey, you guys should apply for this award if it, if it makes sense. And I looked at it and I said, yeah, it makes sense. So we applied for it um, and submitted all the information. I actually submitted it 30 minutes late, but my assistant begged for forgiveness and they let it happen. Um, but yeah, glad thing it wasn't most organized person of the year award. Uh, and so the irony is, is that because the suitcase is organized anyway, go ahead. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, that's, that's why I, I need tools to keep me organized because I am just chaos on, on feet. Um, so yeah, so we applied and ended up 
getting a call back like a month later saying or an email saying hey can you ship us a suitcase we want to maybe we want to take some pictures of this thing like, okay that's a good sign then i got a, a an email like a couple weeks later uh hey is this the correct way to spell your name and can we have a little call we want to get a quote for you just in case we maybe want to include it. it's like hmm, this sounds good <laughs> and then all of a sudden the magazine came out they sent us an email said hey you're in it so super super excited and super proud that's and, and right ahead of right ahead of the whole black friday thing and holiday time it's it's really really great time so yeah speaking of which talk about everything else you're offering there uh so life pack which is the first bag that we launched on kickstarter that went on to raise 1.2 million dollars via crowdfunding uh that's the solar powered anti-theft backpack that one's super cool uh we've got other like everyday backpacks for high school students we've got bags that you know have storage for your laptop everything's drop proof uh, collection of backpacks, travel goods, depending on when you see this, you might see some wallets. Um, and we've got watches on there, designed the world's first hexagon-shaped watch, which actually looks cool, but also allows you to tell time just a smidge faster. And yeah, that's kind of the main product collection that's on there. That's amazing. Um, oh, so, and, and, yes. and the, the biggest thing about the company that we're now like shifting the entire focus towards is uh, so the solar panel was the first like step towards sustainability. I always wanted to be in the sustainability space. Uh, so now we we launched a few months ago, a month and a half ago, our first backpack, which is made entirely from recycled ocean plastic. So we're taking out plastic from the ocean, using that to make bags. Uh, and now we're in the process. We, we were just successfully funded on that. Now we're in the process of getting those up and running and we're gonna transition all the materials and all of our products to using recycled plastic. And for every item we sell, we pull five pounds of plastic out of the ocean. Yeah, I was, I was hesitant to bring that up because I didn't know where you guys were on that, but yeah, yeah. you're not, you're talking yeah. about. No, yeah. I, I like, again, you're, you're taking a look around you and you're looking at like problems and how to make fixes. And so I, I love it for that, for that reason. Um, fix it. <laughs> yeah. So the the thing I also really um, was looking forward to is that I'm always talking to people on the show, and I'm and, and in some ways I'm like, okay, look straight into your microphone and now talk to that 17 year old. Uh, the joyous thing is you got to meet a, a fair amount of my 17 year olds at the at the yeah. event in New York City. Um, so a um, you've and this is not me trying to set you up to, for the humble brag, but like. What was what were some of the things that you immediately noticed about those kids? There was a motivation and a determination that I haven't seen in a lot of kids at that age. Um, they had a certain degree of confidence in terms of like they they I feel like it seems like you've empowered them with tools to go after what they want, uh, which is is huge. There's I think so many lost teenagers and lost high school kids, and I think that was a really cool way for them to. It's a, you developed a really cool platform for them to really go after what they want, which is great. Cause I think that's the biggest part of the battle is just naming what you want, choosing what you want. And as a high school kid, that's, that's, I remember when, when I was graduating high school, all my friends were like, Oh, what should I do? And no one knew. Everyone was like, can someone just tell me what to do? I don't know what class to take. I don't yeah. know what thing to go to, but these kids were like, I want to do this. I'm going to start this business and do this thing. It's like, great. Yeah, it's one of the two things that I wanted to point out is that one, we're talking about how travel makes things better and getting them out of their bubble from in, in our state of Indiana. Um, in some ways, like, you know, New York City is daunting and it's big. But when they got out there, they're like, you know, I'm just as valid here. 
And, and they also would connect with guys like you. And they're like, you know, they started from the same kind of beginnings. Um, you know, do you know the goldfish story? Do you know how goldfish work? No, go. you, put a gold, you put a goldfish in a fishbowl, it'll stay an inch long. You put a goldfish in an aquarium, it'll be two, three inches long. Put it in the pond, it'll be a guppy. A goldfish will grow to the size of its environment. And so if you want to stay in your smaller town, you'll, you'll, you'll be that size. That, that's the reason why I live in New York now is because I wanted to see, you know, I'll put myself in the biggest tank and let's see how this goes. And it's been a, an adjustment period and a figuring out period. And you're, you're really swimming with the sharks with all the big guys. And so it's a great chance to be like, okay, this is the, this is the, this is the platform. And now let's just adjust our size and figure out how to make it work. Where were you prior? Uh, the last seven years I was living in Europe. So I was in Amsterdam, Spain, and Denmark. Uh, and then originally I'm from Vancouver, Canada. Okay. No, the, the other thing you said, um, that kind of rang true, uh, was just the fact that you said teens are lost. The one thing that I've, and they seemed to be deliberate. The, the funny part of that is, is like having the six or nine or 10 months that they weren't. And I think that's, that's the, the, the joyous part. And the thing I love about the class, the most, the innovation open source learning class is that they'll start a project or they're like, I'm going to start building this. And then four weeks into it, they're like, well, this sucks. That's cool. You now just discovered what you were yeah. probably going to major in. Like, I, I've had yeah. so many kids like, I was about ready to go to college for this stuff. And now I realize I hate it. Awesome. Like that's, yeah. that's so cool. And because so then like, yeah. So important to know when to quit. Have you read the book, The Dip by Seth Godin? Yeah. Really, really great book. And really, it's, it's a nice short one, but it's, it's great to just know when you go into something, you're like, nope, throw it out. And, and I think that's the most important thing. And that's the most unfortunate thing about traditional schooling is you don't have that chance to quit and throw it away because you're looked at as a failure. But it's so important to, you know, as you drill down to something, it's like, okay, this sucks. Next. When was your dip? Uh, oh, I've had a series of them. Um, but for me, that was where the bike lock company, we had, I mean, we had distribution in 24 countries, but I had the wrong, the wrong partnership, the wrong people. So I had to, had to quit that setup. Um, it's a long story there. Uh, but I've, I've had that even with this business as well, with, with different phases and with, you know, launching, launching the watches. They, they got off to a really strong start, but then they kind of flatlined. It's just a matter of, you know, figuring out never being never being too romantic about any idea and you know if you think oh this should be worth this pricing we originally launched the suitcase at, at 299 nobody bought it then we dropped the price to like 175 and all of a sudden like seven articles picked us up and we didn't even tell them somehow they just all of a sudden picked up and it became magic so sometimes just finding the right the right balance of, of pricing or this or that can can be it and if you're too dead set on Something that that's where the, the, this balance of like no anchors, no plan B going forward. But sometimes you need to, sometimes your it needs to change a little bit. So it's important to, to be flexible. Yeah. No, I, and, and with each dip, I'm assuming now you're probably a little bit quicker to know when the, where the dip is and to respond quicker. I'd hope so. But I mean, there's, you know, still, still sometimes you, you don't quite know, but yeah. Yeah. No, I, even in my life now, and I have a, a, a obviously a different kind of thing going on, but with each passing, okay, this isn't working out. I have, I, I'm, I think I'm not saying this for confirmation bias. I think I'm getting now to the point where 
I'm being a little bit more deliberate, but the thing that I've probably um, done more to avoid more dips is, and I hate saying this because it sounds like I'm being arrogant, but learning how to say no. Um, it's been, it's, it's been a blessing and a curse. This podcast has been a blessing and a curse. And and I, I'm so flattered when people reach out, but, um, I will say that as soon as I get an email for pick your brain, I, that's, you normally code. Well, I will, I will rob you of two hours of your time and then still probably not do anything with it. Um, and so being able to say no, uh, has, has definitely had, like being able for me to avoid less dips. Um, And then conversely, meeting more people in person, um, you know, again, back to that travel thing, I I cannot wait. This next year's cohort is probably going to go out to Austin, Texas, because we know some fantastic entrepreneurs out there and the the scene is vibrant there in Austin. But when those students get out of their town, well, you mentioned it, it's the goldfish thing, right? I just, I love watching them go, I thought my product was hot stuff and this guy has been there and done that. And I got some work to do when I get back and that's just, yeah. Well, cause your, your friends in your hometown might say, Hey, great idea. Or your friends might, or your friends might say terrible idea. And you know, either could be wrong, but you need, that's where you need to get a wider perspective on it. Yeah. And that's, what's so cool about using a platform like Kickstarter to launch a product is you find out if the people want it. It's very democratic in that way. Yeah. Well, I, I have a former student, Colin, actually, I think you met him on the trip and it was so funny to see him prototype his first product basically out of my classroom. And he'd have people come in from study hall and he's like, okay, lay it on me. Tell me what you hate about this game. And they're like, well, I mean, it's really nice. And he was like getting mad. He's like, tear it down. You know, yeah. t- tell me what sucks about it. And this kid was so, and even today, like he, he makes some wonderful posts on LinkedIn that he, he's, he doesn't want you to be nice. He wants you to be honest. And yeah. seeing students grow into that um, is just about the coolest. Because even as adults, we don't like to be told that our product is ugly. Um, but, you know. No, but you need, you need to hear it because you can't. You, yeah. that, that's like one of the most important parts of my like rapid prototyping phase of a product is like sending it out to friends and being like, okay, what's, what sucks about this? What's good about this? But you have to send them as... You can't send that as a group text. You have to send that as like a, a personal text to like 10 separate people that don't know that those people are telling you things. And then you take the conglomerate data of you know each person's opinion and <laughs> piece it together. Yeah, yeah. All right, Adrian, to, to wrap this up, I'm, I'm going to have you look deep into that microphone and look this person in the eyes. You're now talking to a junior. Let's just go for junior in high school. They still have one more year high school left. What are the what is the top three list of Adrian Solgard of things that you should be preparing yourself for to exit high school? Number one, you're getting out of high school. Develop a skill at something. Doesn't matter what it is. Develop a skill and go deep is the first thing that I would say. The second thing I would say is travel. If you can travel while developing that skill, that's great. Let's say you want to make films get a job making films, go travel, making travel films. That's an easy way to do it. Uh, and number three, just get to know as many people as you can. And don't worry about what your parents say. Don't worry about what your friends say from your hometown. Please get out of your hometown as soon as possible. Get to a bigger city. It's going to be hard, but you're going to be learning so much stuff and it's totally going to be worth it. Sage advice. 
Adrian, um, I, one, value the fact that since we've met, we've now been in contact plenty of times, and I sincerely appreciate that. You've, you've been awesome uh, providing us some great information, but uh, I, I think this podcast, hopefully, um, if, if people are like, okay, I want a little more advice, where can they find more information about you, et cetera? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at the platform I'm the most active on. That's Adrian underscore the Canadian. Uh, or Facebook, Instagram, whatever, uh, sorry, LinkedIn, all that, uh, Adrian Solgard, A-D-R-I-A-N-S-O-L-G-A-A-R-D. All right, Adrian Solgard. Again, you can find his backpacks, all these other cool things at solgard.co. Adrian, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Don.